0: Hello, welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our story segment. Our current series is the Masala Fairy Tales. That is fairy tales with an Indian twist. We think that the traditional tales with rajas and ranis, um, should it be you rajas and you ranis? They would sound perfect with the right blend of desi masala. Don't you agree? So we present our story series, The Masala Fairy Tales. Before we dive into part two of Jack and the Beanstalk, here's a real-world topic for you. What do you think about teachers hitting students in our Indian schools? Did you know we have a podcast on this topic in our teacher-to-parent segment? We'd like to see what you have to say about it. Do listen and write to us at podcast at forallourkids.com That is podcast at forallourkids.com and share your opinions. And now to Jack and the Beanstalk, Part 2. We left off where Jakey woke up to see five beanstalks grow all the way to the sky. What did he do? let's find out. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. The old man was right. There was magic in the beans. I jumped up and down. I have to climb the beanstalk. I have to know what is up there. I don't want breakfast, ma. I called as I rushed out. Yeah, then I remembered that there was nothing to eat at home. I should have brought some water with me. Oh well, next time. I climbed and climbed and climbed and climbed till the top of my head touched the clouds. Should I go up? Will I be able to get through it? I hesitated. Then my science teacher Vikram Sir's voice rang out from somewhere. Clouds are not puffed up cotton balls like some intelligent person wrote in their test this week. No, they're a group of tiny, tiny, tiny water droplets. That float in the air. We will have a retest on the water cycle this Thursday. Oh, what was wrong with me? Here I am having the adventure of my life, and what do I remember? The test on the water cycle. Get a grip on yourself, Jakey, I told myself. Hmm, billions and trillions of tiny water droplets. So if I go through the cloud, It'll be like taking a cold bath. Okay, that's my morning bath done. But what if I fall through it? Should I risk it? I looked down. My feet were planted firmly on a magical beanstalk. This is one of the few times it doesn't make sense to think rationally. I put my head through the clouds and looked. I knew it. A winding road curled round the mist and seemed to go to I don't know where I hopped off the beanstalk, waiting for a wild drop. Nope, I was still standing. I skipped, hopped, and then broke into a dance the what where did that come from? Thank goodness I don't have no Instagram yet. No one was watching me. Are you duffer. Go find out where you are. I heard a voice in my head. So I walked and walked and walked until so I came to a house. A house that looked very different from those in my village. The entire village can fit into that house. These people must be very rich. I stood staring at it. And then I saw a man, tall and thin like a beanpole, walking toward the door with a heavy pot on his head. I ran up to him and said politely, Hello, sir. Good morning. Can I help you carry the pot? The man looked down at me. I have a better idea. You can go into the pot and be dinner for my master. Eh? what do you mean dinner? I was going to ask you for some food. I protested. The man glared at me for a minute. Oh, all right. Come, I'll give you something to eat. But mind you, the giant who lives in this house will be pleased to eat little boys like you. So finish up and go back to where you came from. I am glad you're not the giant who eats little boys then. Why couldn't I keep my mouth shut? You're lucky I'm vegan. So there, he retorted. The beanpole man threw open the door and led the way straight to the kitchen. He put the pot on the fire. When the pot bubbled over, he scooped the food into a bowl the size of a small bucket and tore a chunk of bread the size of a boulder. Eat, eat. And go, he slammed his hand on the table. Hmm, it smells dange, oh, delicious. May I know what is the dish in this bucket? I smile my winningest smile. Baked beans. Now eat. I won't lift a finger to help you if the giant sees you here. My, what a cheerful fellow he is, I thought to myself. I was very hungry. So I held my breath and took a bite of the baked beans and bread. Oh, if only I weren't this hungry. I will never, ever fuss about the food my mother gives me. I mumbled as I cut off another piece of bread. What was that? The beanpole man bent down, his eye right in front of my nose. Oh, I just thought I must tell my mother about this bean dish. She only knows Rajma, Chowli, Moong. Uh-oh, the look on Beanpole's face is not good. Is it his tummy or is it his neck? Quick, hide! Beanpole picked me up by my shirt and flung me into a cupboard. And be quiet, otherwise I really can't do anything to save you, he whispered hoarsely. The door shut and the floor shook. I move my eyes without moving any other muscle in my body. I had to stay still, for I was in a cupboard full of cans. Cans and cans of beans surrounded me. If I moved and knocked one down, it would bring the entire room of cans on top of me. So I stood there with my body stuck to the door. Yippee! The keyhole! What's going on out there? I peered. I saw the feet first, closely followed by the legs, then the hips and belly, shoulders and arms. When I glimpsed the face, I couldn't move, even if I wanted to. He was a big one, he was. His head up by the ceiling, arms and legs as wide as ten trees. I couldn't take my eyes off the giant. The giant looked this way and that and sniffed. Fee-fi-fo-fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. Be he alive or be he dead, I'll have his bones to grind my bread. As you can imagine, my head raced with thoughts. But I shut it all down and watched and listened carefully. Our cloud drifted away from the English skies a long time ago. It is dinner, you smell, Beanpole snapped. "'Dinner? You speak as if you've cooked a feast. Let me guess. Yesterday was Sunday. It was time for baked beans and toast. Today is Monday, so it must be baked beans and toast. Am I right?' The giant sneered. Something clicked in my head. Quietly, of course. I began to understand. "'They must be brothers. They look like each other.' But Beanpole is also a giant, only much smaller. I watched the giant put the pot of baked beans and several loaves of bread on the table. He gobbled it up without leaving even a drop for his brother. The giant grabbed a chest from the floor and flung it open. He clutched a couple of bags went back to the table and emptied them. Ow! My eyes hurt. I peeped from between my eyelids. It seemed as if the entire room shimmered, for on the table was an enormous pile of gold coins. The giant counted the coins with his stubby fingers until, at last, his head drooped. Soon, the house shook with his snores, Would it be a free fall for all of us? Be quiet, I sushed my mind and opened the door noiselessly. Then I tiptoed toward the table and pinched a bag. I had to bend low to carry it without making any noise. I made for the door, but how was I to open it? The latch was way up there. Would you like some help? Beanpole unwound himself from the side. Yes, please, I squeaked. Once we were outside, I felt that I must explain. Um, the children in our village, we play a game called carom. These coins are so bright that we can play the game even at dusk. We just need a striker. I'll manage that somehow. I made it sound like it was the most natural thing to play with gold coins. A game? Oh, that sounds interesting. But listen, I wanted to ask you. You said something about Rajma, Chawli, and Moo. What are those, may I ask? Okay, this is the second time. Whatever it is that I was expecting, it wasn't this. I took a deep breath and explained. Those are different dishes we make with beans. You see, beans are a kind of legume. In India, we grow different kinds of legumes. They're really rich in proteins and fiber. You can eat them with rice or different breads. You mean those are different types of food all made with beans? Oh, how I wish I could try some of those. Beanpole looked drawn and haggard. I couldn't leave him like that. I leaned over and patted him gently without dropping my bag of gold coins. We had come to the beanstalk. Go, go, go before he wakes up. Beanpole waved me off. I climbed down and climbed down the beanstalk until I came to my garden. My mother came running when she saw me. Rebita, I'm so sorry for being angry with you last night. Please don't go up this strange plant. I can work at Hotel Lol and get you the smartphone. You can even have a Beanstar account. Ah, stop, stop. I tried to wave the bag, but it was too heavy. So I dragged Ma inside and shut the door. For the second day in a row, Ma whispered something and slid down to the floor at the sight of the gold coins. When she recovered, Ma used the money to buy a few cows and a small farm. From then on, we were never poor. And there we stop part two of Jack and the Beanstalk. Talking about beans and legumes, I have to say, isn't dal Chawel the most incredible dish ever? You can spice it up or tone it down. So we see here that Jakey got a bag of gold. What about the rest of the treasure? What twists and turns will he have to face next? Come back next week for Jack and the Beanstalk Part 3 to see how our story ends. Until then... Goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids.